Alright, go. Yo. Fuck. <laughs> uh. Seaholm. Yo, my name is Seaholm, and I'm here to say about to play some shows in a major way, like August 5th with the Cambe at the Sanctuary. Yo! Well, you know, my name is Awesome, and I'm here to tell you I'm awesome. Yeah, we're playing September 2nd with Looming at the Underground in Dime. Uh, check out my rhyme. Uh, yeah, uh, one, two, one, two, take it, Chris Hermon. And you know Austin's gonna be gone with Jackson if on the old road. Yeah, he's gonna be gone, so we're gonna do a duo. Yeah, yeah, with the pleasant underground, yeah. You know me and Pat gonna open up the show for Kiss Your Friends and Easy Beach. And don't forget the nerd. His name is Obert. Oh, 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 yeah. Don't forget that Seaholm has a record called It's Raining Outside and other times you have bands that don't have records out yet. But this one does have a record out right now. And I don't care about rhymes because I'm so out of style. But what they got the album out is called 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 it's raining outside they got lots of tracks some have more than one word others just have one word like sleep and care weather man and put them this cop surf and hurricane ron and shirley table 1095 the rock that is either a real radio station or it's a made-up one i don't know 23 i haven't heard this yet i'm gonna listen to them all before i'm dead that was actually pretty good <laughs> that was nuts <laughs> <laughs> that's like the best and then they got to start putting the warning labels on the lids. Did yeah. you know that's what happened? What? Uh, when McDonald's first started serving coffee, a lady ordered a hot coffee, burned herself with it, and then sued McDonald's. Oh, yeah. You want to know yeah, why? I did, I did hear Because there that. was no warning label on the lids. Right. And McDonald's got likes. To be sued for like a million or something like that, but also to like be fair, it was actually kind of valid. Like, did they settle or did they actually? Oh, they lose? they they gave her the money and then they immediately put warning labels on all the lids. It was like if it's hot enough to cause like that degree of injuries that happened to her, because it wasn't True, like, it was oh, like she still she like legit hot. She had to like go to the hospital. Yeah, like, that's how hot it was. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, that's not the ideal temperature for coffee. And it's like you always yeah, get hot coffee, and it's hot. you cannot every time you get hot coffee, no matter what. Yeah, you gotta let it like like vent for a little you while. Can't even, you can't even. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a hot coffee guy. I've, I've been converted to year round iced coffee, year round iced americano. It's called the, it's the move. Right. You can like immediately guzzle it down. I used to work uh, at Barnes and Noble oh, in the wow. cafe. I would you know swap out, but like since I had access to the cafe. Sometimes I would go, I'd be working on a book floor, I'd walk back, and I'd put like an ice cube with a little syrup in like a yeah. Dix, Dixie cup, <laughs> and just espresso all day. Nice. You throw that ice cube under it, you can just... Yeah, dude. Like, that was what started, like, when I was working in restaurants. I just, like, had to get a pick-me-up quickly, and if I didn't have, you know, my Molly or Ecstasy on me... <laughs> Like, Jamie too. I, was, I didn't have my yeah. uppers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the legal yeah. uppers. I mean, this was—we're talking like I'm 17 years old in high school first, working at first Bob job? Evans. Yeah. What was your first job? At, it was Bob Evans Busboy. Yo, Michigan. I was. Uh, it was a country club first job busboy for like oh. two years, two and a half years. Nice. Bob Evans <laughs> Busboy. Busboy. Nice. Honestly, it it gave you perspective on the real world. In in all honesty, they communicate. 
so aggressive and like yes, in the sir. kitchen scene that's have you watched the bear yet no no Yo. but i'm like dude preparing myself for it, it is amazing yeah i remember like the movie waiting was like the thing for a while but it was obviously like a played up version of that that was funny it was because like let's be honest you don't do that to people's food no you you don't and if you do you're a real piece of shit yeah and you'll probably your restaurant's probably garlic salt not gonna last too long yeah (laughs) right oh that's the magic of hollywood true you know and dane cook and And dane dude dane cook pay-per-view 20 minutes what, Let's was go. Ryan was Ryan Reynolds in there too? Yeah, yeah. Was. Ryan Reynolds is like the main guy. Oh wow, Ryan, I love Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he's good. I don't like when he does serious roles though. I don't like that. Like I Deadpool. Like, cool. like yeah. <laughs> that was like way too serious. Also. Yeah, His most serious. I role, mean, the I'd whole say. thing they kept talking about so that. It was so weird. He kept calling himself a scrotum, and I'm like, I don't want to think about scrotums, <laughs> man. That's not fun. That's not are we, funny. Are you recording? Should we cut that out? I have I have young adult listeners. Oh, are we, uh, I mean, we can we can. Yeah, them. what is this podcast rated? Is yeah, what do the, they have ratings? Well, I mean, did we start yet? Rated. Like, can you I know, swear? This is, we're just warming up here. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you know, this is all gonna be in there. Yeah, you know, we can, I think they'll fix it in post. Yeah, you know what? I think what's fun is uh, I'm gonna. This is the first time we've ever done this, where I'm basically gonna say I'm gonna put out the raw audio. And then I will send you all the audio, and you can do, do what you want to do, do my thing with, with the video. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Have fun, and I'll, cool. I'll post it. Um, on you guys can just post it on your YouTube, or I'll post it on my YouTube, and we'll just we'll put the mad links all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it'll be a good crossover, like Timmy and Jimmy Power Hour. Yeah, Ooh, or Jimmy and Timmy Power <laughs> yeah. Hour. Okay, get it right. Yeah. What other what other podcasts not music related would you guys? want to be on like if you think like if there's one podcast that you could be on uh song exploder what is that it's uh oh, that's so good dude yeah, is that the one you've shown they, me? yeah they I'll, break I'll, I'll let down. you speak oh yeah let the let Chris well, well they they uh it was crazy like they've been a podcast for so long they finally got a netflix deal and they had like an actual video series which was oh my god the songs they chose but anyway it's this one dude he interviews people and he gets the stems for all the songs somehow. And he interviews uh, like he did one with Phoebe Bridgers. He did one with JSOM. Uh, but yeah, you know, like they break down the artist breaks down the song. And, you know, they play, you know, oh, yeah, it started with this drum loop and it will start playing the drum loop. Just the isolated track. And it like, oh, they, it just the way they narrate and add the yeah and the american football one was very funny because they they, they splice everything together that was like one of our first drives one-on-one austin had a gig and we got a fill-in bass player i was like oh um, he's got good taste for one show and then we were driving back and before i did my narcolepsy thing and fell asleep i was like yo pat i gotta show you this podcast and we listened to the American football one, and he was so embarrassed because he's like, "You have my isolated yeah, voice." Yeah, he, he's like, because <laughs> those first run of recordings he did when they were like high schoolers. So he's like, "Oh, you have my stem from when I'm like 17 in the vocals." He's like, "Don't play it," and then I won't. And then, and then like a minute later, he just like only plays that. <laughs> and I think it was weird. Didn't they do that one in front of a crowd? Yeah, like and people I don't were know, like, "Oh my like, god!" I, I forgot where you listened to it more, but I didn't. I hadn't really heard the crowd aspect. It was funny. so cute. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that sounds kind of like I I can't stand. That's my least favorite part of the recording process is standing 
in the vocal area and you're cutting vocals and you hear the producer while you're waiting to do the next take play like four seconds of just your voice over and over and oh, over I, again I usually leave. trying to get the take i I'm straight like, up like leave the room for a bit until <laughs> until like t floyd is done fucking can i swear messing with it yes you can, you can say fuck <laughs> until t floyd is done screwing with it um tinkering yes i love being in he's there. a tinkerer oh yeah well Austin's he's a tinkery little there. guy Austin's on both sides of the end. Like, Austin sings a fuck ton. I heard Austin won't and work with anyone. Like, Austin has I'm, to be on both sides. True. Can you yeah. speak to that? I mean... No. Austin <laughs> well, no, I think I, I like being in the vocal booth because I, I that's the point where like I get to be a menace because... <laughs> you I can think, hit those Led Zeppelin screens. I, I think I'm very, like... I, I try to be kind of hands-off when I'm, I'm doing the recording part. Like, there there's a lot of singers where, like... You know the the point is the character of of their voice, and you're just trying to get something that's that's you know honest to them. And I could ask for like a technically perfect thing all day, but it, it would just be like we're we'd be deadlocked we're at a point of diminishing. Yeah. Or, or you know if you if you do need that, then you do have to just hey leave the room for five minutes, and then you come back and it's fixed. You know. Yeah. Like if it's really a truly glaring issue then i'll spend a lot of time with it but i like to i like to try to be quick to save everybody's sanity but when i'm on when i'm in the booth i like to be a, a menace like oh, oh we're gonna layer this oh i'm gonna do this oh dude times. i'm gonna do this one with a stack and then oh let's pan that one there oh and then oh oh i'm gonna stand really far away i'm gonna do this like like uh dio scream you know like, yeah I like that. <laughs> that's me there it is Like four <laughs> we can send you just the audio to add in during I never realized how long you went with that. That's yeah, straight up. like I seventeen do. seconds long. Just, that yeah, sounds like, like that sounds like Street Fighter or something. The yeah. So that's um that's that's one of Billy's projects from Great Expectations. And uh yeah, he like a lot of his music is very like chiptune based, but then he sent mm. me that song and it was like a fucking like like Dollar Store Dragon Force, <laughs> and, and I was I'm like, like try, I was trying to think who wrote Through the Fire and Flames. I was also getting like <laughs> Children of Bodom. Yeah, yeah, that could well. be kind of like that too. Any sort of like war metal, like yeah. metal that you listen <laughs> Man, to and you're like, war, we're going off. Iron Maiden. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> give me anime. Yeah. Six, six, six. Number of the beast. Yeah, um, he wanted me to do some vocals on that, and I did that in my parents' basement after shortly opened for the Decemberists. In <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I literally drove home. I think I, I drove my parents' van after almost hitting the lead singer of the Decemberists. Yeah, I almost actually hit the lead singer of the Decemberists <laughs> in my sweet. parents' minivan. Always make a good impression on your way out. Yeah, <laughs> or always make an impression. I think it was on the way something. in, though. Yeah. On the way in, yeah, we were, we were trying in. to find the place to load in, and then after we had played the show, their stage manager who was like very he's a very nice guy he could tell like, we were pretty green at this yeah so yeah. he like he was he was like of character man. he was yeah. he was he dressed up to the t he was like a Portlandian like character was he he had like an australian accent or some sort of i don't know he just looked like a very proper it just seems yeah. like a, a band like called the decemberists would have a stage manager who was really proper and like oh absolutely maybe most- a little bit intimidating to someone that was in like 
your guys's position at the time and he was know? very very cool he was very nice but as soon as our set ended he was like you gotta grab all your shit you gotta get the fuck off and i'm like oh fuck okay so I'm, like, I'm like leaning over you to just start looting stuff. the stage right. just oh, grabbing yeah. whatever you can oh this damn this damn, the drums oh fuck we gotta get them off no but i leaned over to pick up my pedal board and i, I start ripping the tape of, like, off embarrassment the embarrassment or like like just oh, just yeah. the 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 I don't know the, the excitement rush. or the rush of it. That was a, I, that was a blood rush to my head. My my nose just started bleeding uncontrollably. Oh. I spewing blood all over my pedals. And he's like, dude, he's tapping me on the shoulder. He's like, dude, you gotta go. Like, you gotta go. I'm like, okay, yes. I, I'm trying not to get blood on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing this fucking cardigan too. <laughs> oh my shoved god. Shoved shit in your nose. Or I think I I must have grabbed it for you because I remember I was you did, guys did that duo and I was doing photo yeah that was like where we i think that's where, that's we, where first we first met. first met yeah damn some lore hey i'm gonna grab uh, a less noisy chair okay feel uh, right off the porch so yeah. feel free to like keep talking but i just have to cool that's very yeah. true man what, what is this like his first podcast what, what was his name again uh, all right guys so uh yeah i uh, brought you here so when I started, when I started in a daydream, I really put a lot of work into it. <laughs> yeah, what if we turn this around on you, like Brian? How are you? What is up with you? How are you doing? How do you? How do? Brian, answer accordingly. I've had a question that's been stewing up here all week for Have you. Actually, if you had to be in a podcast, not music related, what would it be? <laughs> Yo, true. Yeah, that's a good question. You should. Two words: Joe Rogan experience. Not many people know that that's two words. Yeah, true. That's actually <laughs> his legal last name. Rogan experience. Rogan experience. <laughs> Honestly, it's I like, mean, it would be kind of that or the Daily, so I can be like, I'm Michael Morrow. This is the Daily, and I will. I just want to ask him, like, do you know how fast you're talking? <laughs> Like, is, do you do you do that on purpose or like, are you aware? Is it like, is it a bit like, is it like him and the producers, like they have a bit to see like how fast he can say it and like get away with it. Like, I want to know. But with it still being audible though. Yeah. yeah which is right. crazy. Like you can still hear the his words and you're like, wow, that's like the perfect tempo of. Yeah. Kind of sounds like he's the tech nine of podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> E forty, ooh, yeah, but uh, yeah. I don't know, man. No one ever really turns it around on me like that. I don't think anyone really wants to get to know me that bad. Nice, you know why, I mean? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Want, man. You guys practice at at Chris's house? What do you guys do? I'd say eight, eighty yeah, to ninety percent of the time. We yeah, I'd say ninety percent. Ninety percent. Yeah, that's. Every usually every week, every Wednesday or Thursday, it's like yeah. six thirty around this time. It's like yeah, Thursdays are usually the go-to. If I'm us. not playing Dungeons and Dragons, sometimes we'll do Wednesdays. But you ever think about like when you're down there practicing, just the sheer volume of bands that you know? There's only seven days in a week, so you got to think that like, huh? I wonder what other band this is their practice day. I wonder what other bands are jamming right now. Like on Saturday, we'll True. be. We'll, we'll be playing, see, and we might be on stage right before Foxing goes on stage, like ten miles away. Right. It's, it's just weird to think and about. Christian Lee Hudson is also playing that night. Yeah, and like, it's like it's, it's not a profound thought at all. But I find myself thinking about that sometimes. Like, I wonder what people I know who are doing the exact same thing. A good way to get around that is to just stop caring about other people. Yeah, <laughs> it really gets you. 
gets you past that. Yeah, uh, you know what I know, dude. But it's a muscle you got to kind of start working it out. You know, but, you do a lot of muscle workouts, or just that one. Oh, I mean, anyone who looks at me can really tell how <laughs> into fitness I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, True. A, this is a, a G-rated show. Otherwise, yeah. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. we do fitness. our stretches before the shows. We have been doing our stretches. Do you guys like, do like pre-show like stuff? We've been, uh, <laughs> we've been doing this thing. I, I'm not sure. I think you and Austin came up with it. It was like a wrestling thing. Pat will just stretch out his arms and he goes, "Hit me!" <laughs> and we do the fucking uh, Ric Flair woo, where you yeah. go, woo, you slap the. <laughs> It's the blood flowing. Slap him in the chest. Yeah, right. And then we do it. Then we reverse it. And we go, all right, now hit me. <laughs> How'd I do, coach? Stick your little ass out. Hmm. What? Huh? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do headstands. Yeah. Oh, Austin's into headstands these days. Do you actually True. do headstands? Yeah, I actually will. Yeah. Ever, I mean, like, I can't. Like against do one, a wall? Against a wall. I yeah, can't yeah. do one, like, Photo free proof. form. But, uh, That'd but, be yeah. pretty dope, though. Blood rush into the head gets your. gets the circulation going. Then you start having nosebleeds on your pedal board. In front well, of the luckily December's. it's actually your pedal board, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's my pedal board. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so do you play guitar too? Uh, you just no. like. Oh. Bass. You bass play bass, yeah. Oh. Not guitar, I don't say. Oh, yeah, I forgot that you did play bass. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's, I, uh, it's nice because your, your bass rig is like pretty much equivalent to what I would be using if I brought my own stuff too, because we have the same C-hole. bass amp. The Sea Home, you know, we have the Sea Home rig, you know. See whom? Yeah, um, I, I broke into Connor's house, took his amp, yeah. and just walked right out with it. I mean, it you could like, probably right, steal, like, three tubes from that thing and it'd be fine. <laughs> now he would know this. <laughs> Do you guys, like, now that we're all, like, I don't know, I'm, I think I'm older than, I definitely am older than you guys, not by much, but, like, I I'm, feel... I just turned 17. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, the lo- I see. I know what you're going to say. The lines in your face—they tell me a story. <laughs> yeah, you, you seem you seem like you are uh, beyond your your years. People tell me all the time how mature I am. You can say it. It's yeah, fine. yeah. You know, dude. The the I mean the the slings and arrows, as they say. Yeah, you know, of out outrageous passion. I think. Yeah. Is that? Um, I think that's uh, Will Arnett who said that. Um, will I am one Will. Oh, I will I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, uh, is, do you find yourself feeling like you don't want to do house shows anymore or maybe not as much? Like, is it just kind of like, why am I doing this? Yes and no. It really depends on the space. There's some, I mean, there's some vibes where I'm like, especially kind of coming out of COVID, like going into COVID, I was, I think. I was either you, 22 you going on to 23, 20, yeah. or I was 23 going on to 24. Right? I think I was 22, 22 going 23 yeah. because we changed the title of the song. Yeah, going into COVID, and I was like, like even I mean, you know, there's a lot of the lot of co-op shows, wonderful times, yeah. lots of talented people play there. But there's some of the, I mean, there's been times I feel like out of place now. That so I'm like, there's, it yeah. kind of depends on the vibe. Like there's some shows where it's like. Maybe I guess it, it comes down to whether or not it feels more like a college party. We're cool. We can hang. Right. Yeah. But also, like, like see home can come on. See home's hang. not old. We can still hang. Yeah. But we're, right. It's also but. we usually we're like I don't know. It's kind of that vibe of like it's, we recognize. What, is this a party yeah. or is this actually a show? I think that's a good way. Who to Who is it. running the show? Um, that's a good way to put it. Is anyone it actually on, like, running uh, it as a show, or yeah, is it right? Like, there was the that's one, a very good way to put it. Like if it's a house show, 
like a proper right. show i'm i'm like I'm, I'm always down like i'm not always but like i feel like most of the time it's like a great vibe Probably especially if you're on no, 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 tour no, no, you're always like, down i'm it's always 100 like, of the time everyone knows if you how offer great Pat I am Ray a house show he will say yes and i will <laughs> find a way to play in multiple bands that night yeah yeah five minutes ask him to play in your band <laughs> you want you want you want to have at least five bands yeah because the more bands, the more likely that you're going to have a good experience. Over yeah, and it's well, also, too, it's like they <laughs> all famous. should be, yeah. ideally, all of them except for one should be out of state, you know? Yes. Because it's like you're trying to bring that diversity in, you know? Yeah, and, people locally are interested in broadening their palate, expanding their their knowledge of what shitty local bands exist all throughout the country, and, like, which ones are here in, you know, in... Pat Ray's basement well, think on of a it Thursday. Like, think of it like it's it's like a it's like a flight. You know, if you go to like a, a fancy bar, or <laughs> yeah, you get you're getting a sample. Yeah, 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 all, exactly. All the good stuff, you know. Or like if you order the the flight of IPAs and you also get a PBR as the last one. Yeah. <laughs> think about yeah, this. Exactly. <laughs> think about this. Four band bill, five songs a piece, twenty songs. Why not twenty bands, one song a piece? You know that what is I mean? how Excellency Music Festival. Works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God I didn't take a drink of spit. <laughs> it's just funny you mentioned that because yeah, that is literally how some people think about it. Really? Some of the uh, early, some of the you know, ones. I can't, I can't yeah. speak to the 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 latest ones that they've run, but my bands, uh, well, my band Great Expectations was a part of the very first of this Mid Michigan festival called excellency yeah. music yep and yeah, like yeah this this kid troy just i think probably that so, year he invited every single <laughs> local band that was in michigan to play this show and instead of turning ones down he would just add the ones he didn't have a spot on his main stages to this acoustic stage and i'm doing acoustic <laughs> stage oh, scare God, quotes yeah. because it was literally just like the i guess the foyer you might call it of yeah. this big uh, like historic, like Masonic, uh, Masonic temple, temple yeah. in, oh. in Bay City, and, yeah. which was like it was a nice gesture. I'll say that, but at the same time, it was not <laughs> soundproofed yeah. whatsoever from the main stage area. Oh, God. which and was the time exclusively metalcore bands like overlapped, metal right? Bands. Yeah, and all the time slots overlapped, and it was like yeah, I think by work. the time the show actually happened, I think there were about thirty bands that were scheduled to play this stage. So your set was maybe you know two three songs. There was a tiny little PA that couldn't even lift your vocal above the noise of everything else going on, let alone the bands playing. And I think uh, part of it, too, was <laughs> I think there was supposed to be some outside element, too, and I think it was storming that day. So it was just like, all right, everything has to be inside, which it was like a one, essentially one big room. Like there wasn't, like Austin said, there was not any segmented area for sound where you could reliably put it. But it, to their credit, they did. I think they've gotten... Oh, they've, they've gotten, gotten they've way got, better. They've I mean, gotten like, look, pretty... they got fucking knuckle puck this year. So, yeah. like, throwing a fest go. is not easy. No, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, we just we we're both at DIY Burning Man, and like, it was depending on how you look at it. I mean, either way, it was it was fun. It was it, honestly, I was very nervous about it, and uh, it ended up crazy how it ended up working out. I think the sound, le- like sound experience great yeah it was better than what i expected it to be it was actually very efficient and clean on the stage um yeah and uh actually a blessing hashtag blessed 
Uh, <laughs> it rained like kind of hard for a moment there. We didn't notice because we were inside, and someone from the house sent a backyard picture to Micah, and it was flooded. So DIY Burning Man, if we would have still had it at that backyard, it would have been canceled because the whole oh, backyard shit. was underwater. Damn. Yeah. And it was like, whoa. Maybe so even was, even with the yeah. like logistical headaches, it still ended up like yeah. props to the folks who but yeah. brought yeah. through. And, like, there was just maybe three too many bands, myself included. Like I yeah. was. I mean, you said that, it. Like, <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, there's, there's there should there just shouldn't be a band playing in that Verner's room. Like, and oh, Verner's room it, has always been not good. Yeah, let's be it's it, it's not yeah. a place for bands. It's a place for like the acoustic, acoustic performances. We're fine. Bam. It, it Bam. honestly should just be like an overflow like bar area where yeah. like, no music should be happening and everybody should just be hanging Can out. Chill you know? out yeah. there. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's so big. You Sometimes know? you need a reprieve at like big shows like that where there's music all day. It's nice to have a place where if you want to oh, go chill, and, like not here. Shit, you could literally yeah. have like a just DJ who's there yeah. for instrumentals like at like a low like yeah. chill volume you know yeah. like chill DJ shit you know take yeah. a look at the sound oh, setup there that that seems like exactly what it's meant for because you know I I heard um like the Summit Shack people were there doing some interviews during yeah. the day <laughs> and I and I finally saw Those their their fun. video where they cut all the footage together and and you know I was present for like the boyfriender set in that room and standing in front of the band, you couldn't hear anything, but they were outside and you could hear it perfectly. So the sound yeah. system is like it's pushed so far forward. Yeah. If you're actually in the crowd, you're not actually listening to the, the PA. Right. You know? So it's like it, it it's almost like a fool's errand to I couldn't up a hear band myself. And oh, and drums oh, yeah. are like, just, you know, nothing's mic'd on the drums. I and there was just those big high ceilings in there. Like, it's just not. Yeah, it yeah. just it wasn't. So yeah, this is we all know Verner's room was meant for chill. I think I think yeah. the chill. only time I've been in Verner's room I think was like a eight person complainer set. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that one. So imagine that space and then fit as many people and instruments. People as like you standing can. behind the I bar think I went playing trombone. Like acoustic <laughs> thing there one time, but everybody was acoustic. It was meant to be intimate, and it worked. It was really cool. What different you, different venues work for different things. What's the what's your guys' favorite uh size to play as a like as a three piece? Do you like to be close together or do you like to be able to like kind of spread out and do your thing on stage? Well, I mean you can play like a small room with a big with a nice stage. Um yeah. I like having room on stage. I will I, say that. I but think like, there there needs to be a, a little bit of room on stage for what we do. I'd yes. say like you know, to honestly, fully perform. Yeah. And a, a more than higher ceilings because when Austin jumps, Austin can get some mad air. So yeah. if the ceiling's <laughs> like tall enough where even if you tried to jump and touch it, you would not even come close. Like give me yeah. those. I kinda like how I mean, you guys are welcome to agree or disagree, but I, I like is it like if we're looking at a bar, I really like the setup of the sanctuary. I, I think that's like a very cool yeah. like, you can I like get it. Like, if you have, like, a full, especially, like, you know, that front area, like, up by the stage, like, if you have mm-hmm. a good crowd, like, that, it fills up pretty quickly, and it looks... And it slopes down, doesn't it? Sound. Like, so if you're at the bar, it kind of slopes down a little bit, so I you can be at the so, bar yeah. very and, slightly, like, look very slightly. and, like, kind of see over people a little bit you stand back. Yeah. I think it's great for what it is, like, they're doing, I think the Sanctuary is doing the best, like, thing right now for a small to mid-tier size venue in Michigan. I think they're, like, 
the one right it's, now. It's, like, it's they are real solid. thriving right now, and I love the sanctuary. Yeah. Uh, I can, I kind of like the chaos of the pike room sometimes. That can be kind of fun when you like, I, when you yeah. have like the because it's like so Austin, down low to the Austin I, disagrees. I, well, Austin. I, see, I, I it think, depends on. I feel like it depends on the vibe of that night. I, there's been times I had a great time, and other times same. I was like I would have much preferred the space. It's always right. the lights and the sound are always my biggest peeve with the pike room with any venue. Well. <laughs> The Pike Room has always given, like, there's always, like, some sort of feedback vocally always at the Pike Room. And then the the lighting, I, just from doing concert photography, everybody's like, oh, the Pike Room, oh, God. There's going to be one light on somebody really, really hard. Yeah. And then the rest of the lights are going to be dark. And then there's a rack of lights that's True. not even being used. Um, True. Yeah, they don't seem to have somebody that just does the lights. Yeah. There, right? Yeah. I, th- I think, you know, I'm going to make a confession here. When I I texted Chris about doing this episode, and in my head originally, I was going to talk. I was just asking you because I wanted to talk oh. about the photography. But obviously, you guys are my friends. Like, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, you guys have a record. It actually oh, makes yeah, more yeah, sense. Yeah. I'll take the pity. I'll but, take, uh, <laughs> I'll, no, I'll take the, well, the free exposure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more like, I, that's like what I'm getting from you guys. More like, but. Um, you need another drink, Brian? Yeah, I'll take it. All right. Well, uh, Claw's fine, dude. I'm going to surprise you with something. Yeah, that's fine. I went camping recently up north, and we went to this big liquor store, and it was just like strictly you're you're going in there if you're getting gas or just drinking and getting snacks. But anyway. And he pissed in the bottle. You're going (laughs) to drink that piss live on air. give you this one minute. Let me wipe it off. Don't look at it. Okay. okay. I'm going to show it to the guys first Mm -hmm. one minute. All right. I'm just wiping it off because, you know, it's always good to... I don't know. It's been a pet peeve, you know, like, well, there's little things on there, you know, so like, I'll wipe it off a little bit, but mm. isn't this what? sick? What? I, isn't this sick? I thought that's what, what it said, but I All didn't... right, close your eyes again. I'm going to show the camera. My brain couldn't process I'm gonna walk what it that over was. You. Oh, wow. All right, here we go. Oh, ho, ho. dang, that... This is like uh, Henry Ford Museum shit. One Can day. you explain to the class what you were holding? This is a Sonic Orange Pineapple Hard Seltzer. Oh. And Mango Chili. Sonic Hard. That is very interesting. Yeah, I was just like, I, right when I, and they had two different ones. They had like a different pack, like a tropical pack and a like normal one. Uh, but yeah, I was like, Only Sonic? Sugar. Sonic? Like yeah. they're beating McDonald's at this right now. Where like, did you imagine? get this? Uh, some small city near Traverse City when I was camping. Uh, oh, this path. My parents live weekend. up in uh, Lake Ann, near oh. Traverse City. Yeah. And we went kayaking and tubing. You know, it was chill. You got a you got a point on the on the hand where in Michigan. You know. Oh the yeah, fun, the fun um, Michigan. If you thing, know where yeah. Traverse City is, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Make sure you do it towards about the camera. A, it's so about can... like a knuckle wrinkle. Gotcha. Away. It was yeah. like it was like somewhere right, up here. Right there. Right somewhere. Is we were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we were like right yeah. great content for an like audio medium. Hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you look up. right here. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was gonna say because back on the like the lighting, there's a reason I uh, totally slammed you guys by saying I was originally asking Chris. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't just for the sake of slamming you, even though I do love slamming, but. Slamming claws. Yeah, were, dude. You were famous for your slams. Yeah. You gotta say. I, 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 told, I told Pat going into this, you gotta get ready for the Brian Porter slam. Oh, the, the, the Grand Slam, dude. Porter slam. But 
No, to the lighting, it made me think like there's something about you know the essence of rock and roll, quote unquote, where you know even if I feel like you can just make it make the best out of whatever situation, even in the photography, because that's the music is that like you know you just make the best, and like if the sound sucks then you maybe perform a little bit harder. You know what I mean? You, and if the light yeah. sucks, then you get experimental with it. You adapt. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. maybe that, the, the type of music that you maybe often film in that type of environment, does that feel like it lends itself to the the, the, the photographical adaptations, I guess? Um, Photographical. I don't know if that's the right The most I can say is like, if you're phot- uh, photographing a band... And you're in a venue that's definitely not the right vibe for that band. You as a photographer uh, have to adapt and somehow make it seem like that. Like yeah. It usually is. Or just like cater, always cater to the band's style while also putting your own artistic style to the photo. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, yeah. like I'm not going to sh- like there was uh, normally every time I shoot Greet Death. It's always either like either I'm going all black and white because it will work with them or, you know, I'm getting like weird with the uh, the, the color schemes or the yeah. color palette. But, yeah, you know, it all depends on the band, you know. Yeah, um, I just think that's inter- like I photography, especially music photography, is something that I wanted to kind of dabble my way into. It's just super easy. Casually. You already play shows. That's how it is. Right. Like, that's how I got into it. I was already a going to school for photography and uh mainly video actually okay um but photography was like i really like still images yeah but you know you go you're playing shows why don't i just bring my camera i brought my camera and started shooting all the bands that were playing before and after us and i was like oh yeah this well, is cool well now it, i got a question yeah and i know i'm <laughs> conducting the interview yeah well, well, now you well, are i mean well, it's your podcast someone right? hand pat the talking pillow yeah, uh, yeah, it's my it's my turn. I'll, I'll hold this uh, this basketball book. It's, I have a speaking <laughs> basketball book. Um, I'm curious how like different you have to approach video stuff versus like photography. Like, do you like in terms of like framing and like yeah, I know for you, right? Well, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. Um, that made me think. Like, do you when you're in like a space like that, if you're trying to like film the set, is it the same kind of pro- thought process behind it, or do you approach it completely differently? Um. Because I feel I like it's different. Like, it's different when you can like frame a millisecond of a set versus when you're trying to get like an extended cut of something, right? Honestly, that's why I like photography way better than doing video because I put the book down so you can, you with can video you can be a little bit more reckless with your framing because it's a constant frame. You know, you're constantly moving. Of course, there's going to be parts that aren't going to look, you know, yeah correct in the frame but in photography you have to capture something in that frame a still image with video a lot of the freedom comes with uh edits because that's when you can chop up the video chop it with other camera angles if you have a secondary camera or a third um but if you have just yourself even too in video that you have a lot of freedom of just like well i'm not getting a single image i can move this thing around i'm moving it over here yeah but uh, at that point, it's all about, I think that's why I really like it so much, is tempo. Mm-hmm. Like when you're doing, oh, say I'm shooting one camera, a live video of a band, one song at the Pike Room or something. It's like, all right, well, 
I got to know the song and know the patterns because with the, you know, the transitions, it's all handheld. I'm, it's just one shot. You're not cutting yeah. anything in post. This is the video. So yeah, that's pretty sweet. It's shout cool to, to be on beat with. Shout this. out to Sheholm, the, <laughs> the girlfriends of Sheholm, who they true. When we let them work the video stuff, I think that's a great example. Danny has been getting really good with the. We do a VHS camera all the time. We'll just have it around. And yeah, like, you film, throw it to you, whatever. Um, and Danny's been doing a lot of our live videos with the VHS camera and Sarah too. But uh, Danny, when we were on tour, she got really good. And because uh, she, she, even she was like, it's it helps knowing the spots in the song of like, oh, this is a transition or this person. I've noticed it. Here. I remember yeah. like when I was looking at one of them, I was like, oh my god, this was That's like sweet. I was blown away. And, and I'm not Danny biased like, yeah. about her. It's one of those things where it starts to. It's cool. Like once your band starts to like get a little bit serious which for you pat probably didn't happen until these guys joined because you know you're you Accurate. right yeah. you know what i mean you know what i mean no, I'm <laughs> yeah no i, but no, I i'm it, still half-assed in it but it's like, like one day i'm gonna try and it's gonna be great <laughs> what i've said is like it's sweet though when it starts to become a real thing to the extent that like other people become like a part of the team even if they're just your girlfriends like now it's it's more than just three guys in a band it's like three guys in a band and there's people that like want to be a part of it because they want to hold the camera they want to be there they want it they're contributing they're anyone you have to have more than just the guys in the band you always have to have always i'd say at this point we got a little posse going you know like uh i'm I'm someone who's always i mean before these guys i i always tried to recognize my shortcomings like i'm not gonna no chance even though i can i can download like gimp or like other free software there's no chance in hell i'm going to actually spend money to make like a design off something (laughs) that i would make though or like right. if I wanted photos, like you know, I would probably pay for like like having Chris like to kind of know people and like be able yeah. to direct things like is great. But like, before then, I was always like I was willing to pay professionals to be like, listen, I I don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I have an idea yeah. for something. You, like, but you take free reign, do whatever the hell you want because it, and and it does kind of become like a conglomerate. Yeah. yeah, it's it's great being able to let talented people do their thing when they're passionate about yeah i mean it's i like experimenting with stuff and kind of coming up like you know i'll get i'll have an idea for just about anything for any aspect of the band whether it's merch video like album art like sometimes i can see it all the way through just by myself but then other times like i can get it at least and I'm, I'm like this way for everything, like every tattoo I have, like I, I can at least get it to where you can visually a visual representation of like a third grader. You get the idea it, across and then you make this the mm-hmm. way a professional would do it. Yeah. And like I, I want to ask you guys, and especially Chris, because like there's this talking about experimenting with cameras and stuff. I discovered this thing that I think is really cool. And I want to know if you've ever done this, it's if it's like a common white. thing. No. <laughs> Um, Focus. <laughs> take like I take like the iPhone, which and a side question is like, are these iPhone twelves like? Do you even need like a, a solid camera? Like, is that even enough? Like, as for a certain type of thing, but that's Depends another question. Yeah. So like, I what I do is I'll take the iPhone camera and put it in panoramic mode, and then I'll do it to things that are moving. So like, if I'll I'll take a photo of a band in panoramic and they're moving across the stage, and so the final image is like they're split and they're like half of you is over here and then half of you is over here doing something else. And it's like the background is constant, but it looks like you see like these blurred, like that's dope. 
parts of the it's That's dope it's fucking sweet i was like i i, I did it on accident one time do, do you ever get like the really scary looking like snake of like <laughs> i'll show you guys i took one of um downtown detroit on woodward there's like the contemporary art museum where it says like everything is going to be all right i have that and but in the foreground there's a bunch of cars and you like you can see like the front of one car like just the middle of another car and then like a full car just depending on where they were in the shot as i was moving across and i was like this would look so sweet with a band like that i haven't actually done it with a band but i've done it a couple times just like with things moving that's cool and i just wondered like i don't know if that was like a, a a trick that people do or that was just like an accidental you keep discovery doing it and yeah i want to see some and you should post them yeah i will as i will a, as someone who doesn't do a lot of photo or video but like it's sort of tangentially related i think a lot of technology is like you gotta remember it's like there's a proper way to use it but then also you should just do whatever you want with it yeah and yeah like there's i mean i remember when i was getting into like I think I like had like my very first like iMac or whatever, and there's the very rudimentary image uh, manipulating like software that comes with it. It's like not even really like preview or it's whatever. preview yeah. or whatever. And you have these like stupid tools you can use to, like stretch the image or yeah. skew it, and like you can enhance the saturation or you can make like a, a weird like mask over some parts. I would make my high know? school demo album covers. I take a photo <laughs> and like, ah, I'm going to turn the saturation. Yeah. Down. You just like, experiment just, with just it. Just break it. You know, like anything mm-hmm. that you get, turn it to 11 and just see what happens. It's, it's no different with, I assume it's no different with video and with, with audio. Like I do that stuff a lot too with audio where it's like, ah, oh, here's this new plugin. I'm just going to try to break it, you know, just like, right. see what happens. Or like, you know, there's people who play video games, and, like, the first thing they do, it's, like, they load it up. They're not playing the story. They're like, ah, what if I go, like, the opposite direction of where the game tells me, and I just try to, like, clip out of bounds and, like, yeah. what if see before, if I can skip the game? What know? if before I boot the game up, I actually spend five hours researching the mods that I need to download before I can even download it? But that is, like... That's, like, if you're trying to run Oblivion on a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Would do that. Um, but, I mean, like, there's, like, a lot of... It's, it's kind of cool. Like, there's... Money. And also, like, the fact that there is, like, such a low barrier of entry for a lot of things yeah. in the scene. Like, that you, like obviously, it takes, takes a lot of hard work, and in some cases, it can take money to, like, get really good at something. But, like, I think it's kind of cool that, you know, if you have, if you have an iPhone, right. you can go to gigs. People send oh, yeah. us photos, and, I mean, we post them, like, oh, it's, you took this on an iPhone? Like, that's yeah. cool. Like, thanks for capturing, like... Yeah, it, maybe oh. it's not the same quality as like the the like super nice camera by someone who knows how to do like post production of photos, but like it's still like okay, you got the energy here, which is kind of like, and it's exactly. oftentimes it's like good enough for Instagram, yeah, exactly. for, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's at this point where I even as like a society, I feel like technology has reached a cap to where a lot of people are reverting back, and that's why a lot of people are going back to film, yeah. and shooting on VHS cameras and using shitty cameras or even now I've been seeing people are like, I'll get that sponsored paid ad and it's like, <laughs> Ooh, look at this tiny little camera. It shoots like a Nikon cool pics, but that's not how they're right. advertising it. But it essentially looks like a Nikon cool pics. And it's like, <laughs> I used to have this in like third grade. So. You know, I think it is too, because the people that are growing up now, like the generation younger than us, that technology was still there like that vhs like they're they're like the the last people who were were actually alive when it was the thing like i wonder 
Yeah. Even that, too. Yeah. Worked- For me, it's like a nostalgic yeah. thing because I remember when that's what it was. I have so many home videos right. of like me and my sisters like fucking around, like mm-hmm. set age six, you know? And Chris has a bunch of my family footage on the VHS camera. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's not a joke. I, I, have, I, have t- I have some files. Pat gifted me one of his old VHS cameras recently, and there was two tapes in there. And I look, I, of course, I, I watched them. Yeah. And it's a lot of it is when Pat was like, had to be like sixth grade because GameCube was out. Oh, or eighth dude. grade. And uh, NHL hit. Probably sixth grade. Or no, not, even before that, probably uh, it could have been before fourth grade. I, fourth I was grade. I was a young and you gotta remember. I'm yeah, you're true. Yeah, you're younger my, my than brother. My brother had a GameCube, and I was always Ooh, I was mooching but, uh, off of him. Yeah, I uh, recorded them all. Oh, no. <laughs> now I'm taping over his fa- old family tapes. Oh, but I said before I'm I do that, about the the thing the I need save to save them. them. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it's Disney World, and a lot of it's just like your dad recording the fucking. You guys saw Waterworld live, or some weird, <laughs> or some, I don't some remember that. or That's some bad shit, ass. or some shit. That's like amazing that you just like <laughs> rides, and he's just he's just recording everything, but like, you know, you can say the bathroom story. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I omit. <laughs> One time, I was at. I actually was at Disney World, and I was this guy, this old man was was filming inside one of the restaurants he was like filming his family you said and rest I, and i thought it was <laughs> the story was going to go the opposite different no. direction <laughs> i jumped i jumped in the camera and i smiled really big and i jumped back out and then he stopped filming and went up to me and i thought i was in trouble you know and he was like i just want to let you know that what you you're going to be a part of my family's memories forever <laughs> and he was like smiling and like a nice old man i was like that's 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 kind of ominous. <laughs> but he was. Hey. I'm telling it more ominous than it was. Hey, little like boy. A, it's like it a was. David Lynch movie kind it, of scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, I described it. Yeah, but like in reality, it was like a did, nice moment. Well, was he like seven this? feet tall and he was like a very nice bellhop <laughs> did, who did, spoke yeah. only in very ominous voices? Did he seem to have like sort of a pale uh, complexion? And and did when he walked up to you and approached you, did all of the sound from around you just seem to like fade out? <laughs> Are you sure mix? this old man wasn't actually a tree speaking? <laughs> yeah. did, did he tell you? Did, did he tell you that you'd met before, like at your house? <laughs> And, and, he, and he pulls out a cell phone, like a really old cell phone, asks you to call your house because he's there right now. This is bringing back a lot of memories of what actually happened, I think. I'm just saying. I think none know, of like, it happened. <laughs> actually, I think, I don't think this anything. This Twin Peaks spoiler cast now. True. Did yeah. he start speaking backwards? <laughs> <laughs> was, he, was he like, Oh, <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Oh, oh shit! Damn, this guy's this guy's phones. This guy's got a lot of friends. Gonna revert back to the original idea. Whoa! I wonder what. Guy's. Here, I'll uh. Fellas, have you ever just had a really rough time down there? Well, Manscaped is here to help. <laughs> that actually sounds like the beginning of one of the reads. True. I, Fellas, have you ever had a I, rough time down there? Well, Squarespace can help you. <laughs> Ask us how. <laughs> Squarespace. I love I love the idea of doing an ad read and it's just like guys, going to the grocery store these days is just so hard. That's why yes. I signed up for Manscaped. <laughs> you know what really gets me hard? A 
well blue apron. Yeah, I know. <laughs> blue apron. <laughs> Sorry. It's supposed to be. Oh, wait. This was supposed to be a blue chew. <laughs> you say blue apron. <laughs> blue, you know what really gets me hard? HelloFresh. <laughs> they're delicious. They're delicious meals and uh, ingredients. And great delivery. <laughs> and great there's delivery. A, totally not losing three to four packages in my apartment complex. <laughs> a wonderful time. <clears throat> oh. That reminds me. Brian, I have a gift for you, unless oh, you really? were going to make an intro or something. I don't know. Oh. Do you think it would be suitable for an intro? Because I haven't cut the intro for this yet. Yeah, sure. All right, we'll do that. Um, uh, now I wanted to announce uh, the that In a Daydream will be officially acquiring Seaholm and absorbing Seaholm. So Seaholm will will continue as, as such, as is, until corporate, the end of the fiscal year. Corporate merger. And then they will be merged effectively with in a daydream so sea home is no longer um as of i think the fiscal year ends at the end of october yeah um do you have a disaster recovery plan for our <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. For it starts with replacing the vocalist that's Honestly, definitely i need to know <laughs> the uh health programs i'm worried about my benefits too yeah i'm worried yeah. about the benefits to be honest blue care network what do you think i fuck around dude all right, oh, all right. respect blue care know. network but no therapy no therapy. Oh. We're straight in a daydream. We are strong. Yeah, therapies. For we are strong. Weaklings. <laughs> Who would use therapies? No, that is that not is my dad. <laughs> instead of instead of using therapy, I just wrote an album. Great yeah, message dude. there, right? Oh man, man, dude, that's like it's so relatable. The thing is, like, <laughs> the thing is, like, music is like, yeah, music's like church, dude. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's therapy, but like for your soul. You know, Dude, like, it's like all that stuff that like, like, like you church. thought was just buried deep inside you. No, no, it's not. No, no. Just, you know those bad behaviors. Let's glorify them. I think, I think that's the best part is is the glorification of extremely really? toxic. Um, you know how behavior. like that girl who broke up with you and you're 14 and it completely like paused you at you're stuck at that developmental stage for the rest of your adolescence. And yeah, no, that was the bullshit. That matters, dude. Write an album about it. It's significant. <laughs> People want to hear us. You don't have to call me out. No. <laughs> Calling out anyone <laughs> who ever has held a guitar. <laughs> call out? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I do oh, like shit. Fallout. Very Dude, good. I tried playing Fallout 3, but it was after it already played Skyrim. And so I was just spoiled. That's I was fair. like, you know, okay. well, we I can, played Oblivion the and then Skyrim. Part. What? We can pivot into the, into the video game. This is a tech podcast, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm using technology. Yeah, honestly, sure. let's uh, flipping it back on you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something for you. Flipping it back. Flipping it back. You I'm gonna say something. You're gonna tell me. You're gonna. You're gonna. What can tell me what you think about this? Fellas, I need absolute silence. Are we ready? NFT home. Pizza's here. All right, sorry. Well, you ruined the joke. I know. Let's try it again, ready? Alright, All right, fellas, you gotta do the... Let's, let's do the... Uh, Alright, we gotta yeah, do the... Flip, 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 no fun club is a non fungible club. Oh, that's funny. Ooh, we were we were all like going in a circle, just kind of like ripping. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. in a daydream, coming like, up in with a like shit dream. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I hit him with in I a daydream, more like club. in reality. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Oh, 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 get it? Oh, 
No, because I think we were, I don't remember what the context was, but we were just talking about how, like, it's it's so funny. Like, no matter who you are as a band, no matter how far you end up making it, you're all at a point where no one gives a shit about you at all. <laughs> like, y'all start. Preferred, you know what I mean? Honest. Yeah, you, you have yeah. to have a level of awareness that, like, no matter how much you think you've succeeded, there's there's always another group or there's always another area of life where, like, your your status means nothing. Yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing turns me off to someone more than acting like you're a big deal. Or <laughs> like, like, especially yeah. like I, it's one thing to take pride in what you're doing and recognize True. the op- when you need True. opportunities. It's another to like kind of like yeah, my 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 band makes like you know I I, I have all these. I have thousands of more streams than you, so that means I make five total or dollars like, more a year than you. So I should yeah. I should socially or act I better than you. I played Grandpa's crusty basement back in <laughs> 2011 with Algernon. <laughs> and like when your personality is your band, that's so lame. Yeah, like, like, take, take pride in what you do, but also yes. be be more than just. More than what just because I yeah. used to be that way and it wasn't healthy for me. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it I, it's, me. it's easy to get swept up in in that stuff too because you're every I, I I don't know how to really quantify it in words, but I feel like the the internet and streaming and the the proliferation of of independent artists has been a great thing because there's so much more music now and people can yeah. make music a lot easier. But it's so much easier to get swept up into that like. I, I call it like the coked up record exec mentality. Yeah, like dude. you you think you're really doing it for yourself, but like dude, you're just being a jerk. You're just yeah, going around yeah. puffing That's your chest so out. Annoying, and, and it's really annoying because mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of the day, I think we all do this, or I hope we we, we all do this, at least in part, because we just wanna connect with people over yeah. music. And it's so difficult when you're with somebody, all they can focus on is are the numbers or who's having a moment or who's like you know what? What's the trend or whatever? It's like, dude, this this isn't like. W- let's not fool ourselves here. We're not investment bankers. We're not making right. six, seven figure salaries. We're making negative money doing this usually. Yeah, let's. Uh, I, we're, we're doing this and, for the craft and the, the art. And props for the people who are making a living off of it. Which yeah. I understand. Like at that, like you have to be very. Like I said, you have to know your worth. You have to be very, like, firm in what you believe you are worth. And I think. That's I think that's like a separate thing then. It's of, hard to know your worth though if your it, ego's oh, out of control. <laughs> oh yeah, you like, know, it's easy to over and estimate mean, hell, your worth you can too. Be, We're all priceless. You yeah. can be uh, <laughs> what? Like the most popular person in Hollywood but like go out to some dive bar and be like a normal person. That's, yeah, you can do that. And honestly like to me, I mean when I would book shows like the bigger bands who would ask for a guarantee, I'm like I get it. I think that's the smart way to do it. You are kind yeah. of being, I mean, you are verbalizing up, level, yeah. You're course. verbalizing upfront what you think you are owed, and as like a promoter, I was kind of yeah. I could, you I know could then what? Be like, you know what? You can. And also, who wants artists to suffer? Yeah, like, right. You know, if I mean, someone feels that they enough, need, yeah. if, if someone feels that they need this money, yeah. like we yeah. should all work. Respect. Well, what strikes me wrong is like, for instance, like I'm I'm trying to book show in Chicago right now, so we got the hold at the venue. So where I, are you playing at? Uh, book club. Oh, shit. oh, nice! We, we, play. we played there. Cool. Yeah. Great, it's a good spot. Cool place. Oh, really? Cool yeah. place. Uh, so we're playing there in October, and so I hit up. I'm not going to say their name. Like I hit up this band, a Chicago local, mm-hmm. to I'm Fuck like, them. hey, would you like we're to headline dead. this show? 
you know, like it's us and I think like convenient trash and then Ooh. trying to find a couple Chicago bands. We're gonna have to drive out that way. And then that's <laughs> uh, honestly hit up Harvey Waters. Let's get this book. Harvey, yeah, I was. Oh that, I am gonna hit up God, Harvey Waters. I love that band. But so, but I, this band I hit up, I was like, would you would you guys like to headline the show? And they have like they got like six thousand followers on Instagram. They're Do doing you pretty know good. Them at all? No, but okay. I know they're playing with friends of mine okay. in, in, in Michigan. And I'll tell you when I'm done recording. But oh, that's totally fine. I they have like a manager, so I went through the manager and like I was like I offered them the show, and the first thing they said was like, "What's your offer?" And I was just like, uh, you know, I'm a guy in a band. Like, what do you want?" And then they said, "I think we'll pass." <laughs> I was like, I mean, "Okay, I mean, that's cool." I wasn't mad, but I was just kind of like, "There's ways to go about it." I think that, I'm like, I mean, could we be people? At least they like, asked. Um, I mean, who? I mean, I'm not saying either side is wrong. But right, like, right. It's cool that you reached out, and honestly, it's cool that they responded. But yeah, um, yeah, you know, like if they are in that level of like where they can do that, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think a, it's, it's cool. I just wish it was and, like you know, it would be different if you had like an already a relationship with them, like say you played a show with them yeah. or yada yada. So you know, I think it was more like it didn't bother I me so much. Shade, you know, no, it wasn't. Like, you know, it was like, more just like as long as it was an open got, line you know, of communication. Yeah, you know? yeah it's good. I just didn't know how to respond to like what's the offer. I was like, I just told you. That's probably already a probably not. That right, way. right, yeah. right. And I just point, was like, like, yeah, and I, I bet the the band wasn't even presented with it, you know, right? But yeah, if you're hearing this and you're in Chicago, hit me up, dude. I'm trying to find bands. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I've had some help out there, but I'm excited. I'm just excited to fucking go to Chicago. Yeah, like Chicago's fun, dude. It's yeah. fun. It's a good time. Um, the adult what? playground of the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a good. I would say it's a good description. It's not quite, mi- quite not Michigan Avenue between Dearborn and and, uh, and Detroit. Only, I, love, I love Chicago, the city of brotherly love, baby. It's only the it's the only like <laughs> the big, big city, <laughs> the big easy. Oh yeah, yeah, the the the, uh, the big nectarine, the, the armpit of the Midwest, <laughs> Chicago, the crossroads of America. Do you know how many states? I mean, how many different cities, like in different states, say? They're the crossroads of America. I mean, we all know the original one. It's the. <laughs> it's right here, it's baby. Right, it's yeah. right in here. Taylor, Michigan. India. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, should I not say where you're. Oh, shit. Dox me, bro. Yeah. Oh, shit. We're going to swat you. Uh, all right. I can bleep that out. I, but, I, got, I got it right here. You know. <laughs> isn't it Indiana? The crossroads yes. of America? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, Indiana sucks. Yeah. And like, how is it the cross? I don't know. Because you're because you're not going anywhere I, I in Indiana. You're, just you're trying leaving. to cross. Everyone's it leaving to get somewhere else. I think <laughs> it's the crossroads because if you go there to Indiana, you know, on like the night of a full moon, you can meet the devil there, <laughs> and you can trade your soul for riches or knowledge. And his <laughs> and his name is Mike Newman. Or the ability or to play guitar. You know, Mike Pence. Oh Mike shit! Pence. I guess my yeah. that is true. Well, would Pete, you, Pete Buttigieg will actually appear to you as he well. Will, yeah. he will would you choose? You three, uh, uh, he'll, he'll ask you three riddles. If you can answer his riddles three, his he, riddles three, he will he will grant you he will, he will grant you uh, uh, an enchanted uh, piece of equipment known as the Shroud of Lies. When you, you equip it, everything you say will be three. a lie, but everyone will believe it. You get plus, oh. you get, you get plus forty charisma. Okay. <laughs> plus forty to all your deceptions. You just have to roles. answer his riddles three. <laughs> his riddles three, and they're they're tough. 
It could be tough. You know what? What comes be heavier as it becomes lighter? A balloon! I don't know if that's right. I don't think that is. Oh, wait, I think it's the other way. Later. I, I think I it was I fucked up. The... Dude, just let it go. You know what I mean? Honestly. Let's talk about your music. Real quick. Oh, we're at that point. I thought this was a cooking podcast. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're cooking up a bunch of malarkey. Yeah. That's how, and that's how I would describe the album, too. A bunch of malarkey. Yeah. You know, that I haven't fine. listened to it. Yeah. I don't intend to listen to it. But I figure I'll give you a chance to kind of... Honestly, don't tell Tyler. I didn't even listen to the first mix he sent. (laughs) Really? Any of the mixes. I just trusted him that whole time. I just just made up random sound notes where I was like... You're using too much sauce. Bass galore. (laughs) I remember we would send him our notes and yours would just be like, a little less zhuzh here. (laughs) A little more... A little more pizzazz on Maybe a little four. pizzazz on four, a little oomph on three, a little less ja-ja-ja on five. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, there was, yeah, and then on Carrie, you were like, I think there's too much pedal steel on this one. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I want a more speed boat. We want more Mickey Mouse guitar on this one. <laughs> but we want speed bot on. Dude, I was fucking with Mickey Mouse guitar. Oh, yeah. It's not on the record, but I oh, saw we put it. Ours on the yeah, we, yeah. That, that was how all of the overdub sessions for the record went. It would be like, <laughs> it, it'd be like I, you know, me and Chris would just be like kind of in the lounge area, just kind of hanging out. <laughs> yeah. And Chris would find something usually that, that you'd just get fixated I'd on. find a pattern and I'd just repeat it. And repeat yeah, and he'd, he'd and just repeat, repeat the pattern repeat with his Mickey Mouse guitar. And, and we were just going fucking crazy the whole day because it was like six and a half, seven hours of us not doing anything. And uh. Pat just doing vocals or doing guitars. <laughs> and at the end of the session, just I think just to vent or whatever we'd be like dude we gotta put this fucking thing on the album and we'd find a spot a couple spots a couple spots and and, (laughs) and that would basically be rinse repeat I mean because that's how the intro to Weatherman came about too it was like an afterthought like the very end of a vocal session I was like wait a minute Tyler put me in there because I was fucking around on the bass Austin ran in and we all true true we we all kind of were like not into it to be honest yeah and i thought i was gonna be into it and i was like we all were kind of like eh. <laughs> and then it stuck yeah is there anything on the record that like for you guys like you're so glad it's there but the average listener might not notice it oh, but you want them it. but you want them to know like this particular part like listen yeah. to this song all like listen album. for this the yeah. whole album the whole album that. there's moments <laughs> no straight yeah. up like you need to listen to this album like maybe 10 times and you'll hear something different like there's right. so many layers on this out al- like i've never done this many layers on any sort of piece of music i ever. think it's funny we got a uh, yeah on uh all work and no play makes jack a fuck boy oh, <laughs> yeah. like some there's some like sound of like the like a crowd, which comes from uh, one of the <laughs> a live recording that we did at the Dragon's Den with like an old lineup of Seaholm from years <laughs> ago. So there's like there's like an entire live recording. Like, so we just took we wanted sound or sound. We we want a lot of sound. We yeah. wanted crowd noise, and so we were like, Tyler didn't have us do that long, <laughs> long enough. One from the the dragons dragon's den yeah he didn't have a long enough one it was he, he was like oh, i could only get like a four seconds of it so he sprinkled it in but most of it was uh we were doing the screams for the song yeah, as then- a group scream and then austin was like all right we got some high life i'm gonna turn on the live room recording and we're just gonna go in there and talk 
and bullshit for 10 minutes and like clink glasses every once in a while. Yeah. And then like maybe like yell from a corner and be All like, right. you know, like do, yeah. but mainly just conversing. Yeah. And so then that's very 10 funny. minutes of it condensed into <laughs> like 30 seconds, 30 second overlap. The ear can't comprehend yeah. that many much that's, going on. So it right. sounds like a crowd. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. And, then and that was all Austin. The, that was like, I had no idea what Austin was doing. And then they <laughs> yeah. pieced it together and I was like, oh my God, this is magic. It's so cool. It sounded yeah. like there was a bunch of people hanging out. Yeah. At, at a certain point, your ear just like, your brain just gets overwhelmed with like, yeah. all the stuff that's going on. And so like, you know, you can pick out a few things here and there, but yeah, you can, you can get as little as three people in a room and do that. And it usually sounds fine. Yeah. I have a question now. It's the podcast. I'm an interviewer. Yeah, you know you're, I mean? you're, technically we're trying I, to I, I have a podcast this is dude <laughs> <laughs> this is maybe like a little i don't want to say it's deep i think it's it's super pretentious and annoying you but this is a deep question well this but sounds like, like a good time to crack one open <laughs> hey but think about i want to take you back think about before the first note was recorded mm-hmm. for the album knowing what you know now what about the record now do you think is like the most unexpected to like the person who didn't know what it was going to sound like at all? Like, is there a, a song that you did that would be unexpected to that version of you? Is there like a part or like an overall vibe? Just in general, what do you think is like the least expected part to yourself? <laughs> the least expected part is that it finally came out. <laughs> anytime there's a synthesizer i think that's probably oh, the least I, expected part because that people too, are always surprised how much i love synths and like electronic music and like putting that stuff in like and glockenspiel oh i love that shit yeah. like lost campesinos yeah. was one of my favorite bands in high school and then like oh nice and they they have a glockenspiel that they love throwing in there and it's like that the glock is great for like the the Glock, you know, it's great for uh, um, a power. Really, Pat brought his Glock. I in. brought my Glock in, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I'm just shooting this out there." The studio gun, the studio yeah. gun that we have, but that's great for like that percussive. Like, you can kind of hear the note, but it's still like such a unique sound there. And then like the synths too is like, I love the Get Up Kids. The Get Up Kids have a mm-hmm. lot of like. And motion city. Yeah, I was gonna say. I always tell Tyler that like, yeah, Parkway is like motion city, but like mixed with dashboard or mixed with not dashboard uh postal service like yeah, uh yeah. or not de- death cab i yeah. keep saying like, dashboard postal yeah, service death grips but it's like death cab meets yeah, death motion city and tyler Definitely. said that they have like the same synth that motion yeah, city me, me and austin actually came up with the two main patches we were just fucking around with it and then austin was like you can save these and i was like oh my god we made like <laughs> a weezer one uh that sounded like i just threw away the a love of my life right yeah that's basically a bonus like track the, on pinkerton like pinkerton, Sa- kind of pinkerton synth and then austin made like this other gnarly synth i can't it's even it's like a hans zimmer kind of sound it's like, like, very like saw it's, a, it's, a, it's like a it's like a soft like sawtooth that like ramps in and that one is on i think it's on sleep primarily it's not really on a lot of the rest of the album True. the weezer synth is on most of it but that that day that we used the synth, that was a huge breakthrough for the record because I, I it was like we were doing twenty three, and I think there's a video of it that Tyler posted on Instagram. And where you're it's like slapping you and me, my butt. Yeah, you and me are like out in the live room, and, and I'm just playing the. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit! And it was one of those times we had to go. We had we had to do it like right at the end of the day. I'm like, oh my it was god, like one yeah, of the this last is amazing. Things. This is amazing. 
and it just worked so well. I was shaking loved, my ass. Too. I always <laughs> loved like, like the Billy Corgan approach to recording, where it's just like, you know what? There's no track limit. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's how I am. Now, like, there's no, there's no reason to limit yourself no. unless like you our shit is. Ever. I'm like Tyler. Ever. Just tell us when we're reaching the memory limit. On yeah. This. Or even yeah. just like, you don't even think about how you're gonna perform this live. This no, no. Oh, fuck I view it as two separate. Figure things. that out yeah. later. And yeah. Austin brought that point up and was just like, let's keep. You know, it came to the point where like, we were pretty much done with the record. I could say we were done. But we kept booking sessions and cleaning it up and going in and we had yeah. new things and we kept sprinkling spices. And that's when I went around <laughs> we were like, oh, we started recording in September 2020, but then it didn't come out until this year. It's because we kept... because we had all the parsley that we Yeah, wanted. yeah. And we were yeah. like, finally All that shit that you up. would have sold to the like a sixth grader, you just the, sprinkled on. The dude. caveat, though, is that the, the bulk of... The caviar. <laughs> the, the caveat to that is that, you know, the bulk of the recording, as Chris said, w- was basically done after the first three days or four <laughs> days of tracking because we did most of the rhythm tracks live. And then, you know, Pat obviously refined a lot of the guitar parts and we layered that stuff. Yeah. But even then, the, the core of it was done so early on that, you know, anything else that you add after the fact, it's not... It's not going to make or break you being able to play it live. Like, ideally, you know, we can get the point across with just three of us. Yeah. But it's nice to know that you have this album where all of these different accents are being hit by the glockenspiel or by the synthesizer or extra guitar feedback is coming in here. Or the Mickey Mouse guitar. Mickey Mouse guitar. Or the doggable. Or there, there or is a song lickable. where there is pedal steel going on. Yes, you know? there's like, pedal steel. There's, yeah. uh, or even all the vocal layerings. Like, yeah, we, all the vocal layers. We, we all sang on. Yeah. Those parts with at least. Acoustic like, guitar sometimes doubles the electric guitar. That was my guitar. favorite. Acoustic I do, I do that so on, much. Put dude. acoustic guitar on everything. Yeah. It's a great it's We great do that doubling. Because like that, it's again where it's like even though you don't hear the note, that the texture you hear you hear the texture like, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's tough to explain to people though who haven't like noticed they don't that understand before. yeah and so you, you gotta have like good sometimes. headphones and be in the dark and listen to something and then you hear that shit it's like well, oh, even, it's hard because we could we could sit we could I mean there's still ideas that come to us on these songs like we're still the way we play oh, them, not yeah. live <laughs> yeah even like obviously if we cut out like all the random things we put on top of like even the way we play it live like there's i wouldn't say necessarily structurally but like there's some noticeable differences with how we play it like harmonies or like oh yeah, yeah and yeah. some extra like chugs mm-hmm. and different spots and it's like it's funny because <laughs> it's like some jugs. It's, it's funny because it's like you could we could probably still be sitting on it in the studio and yeah. still and be that's, working. yeah so many people you talk to and you're like hey remember that album you recorded i work with a guy who was like oh i we finally put out the album i recorded in 2009 out this year and i was just like <laughs> nine well at least he put it out but like right. that's the thing it's like how long until you're done nothing's ever really done yeah you can theoretically like, refine a song forever i think we committed it, it's just like it's a compromise of like when do you want to commit to yeah, those decisions yeah and that's the thing like once you realize that you let me back up a little bit the way i work is i think the way i always kind of want to do this moving forward is like the studio record for like in a daydream bands will always be like i my baby where it's just a, a single-minded approach to like me knowing exactly what i want to do bringing in the guys 
to do their parts and to give me a little bit of of input on what they're doing and then four men and a baby yeah and then and then their parts are done and then they are dismissed as my loving you know children and they are dismissed and then and then papa goes in and just does all the stuff that he wants to do makes it his perfect little child and then releases it out into the world time to make the next one but like the live version is when the band gets to really fuck around like the live shit is when we get to play in my basement and just like jake can do a different guitar solo every single time we play the song like i don't i straight up tell him like i take so much control over the record that i want you guys to feel free to do shit on the live version because i i love playing and being surprised by what the dude next to me just did you know like and i love hearing trust shit too, that's, yeah. That's, yeah obviously that's trust jake way to, to do, do it, it. yeah I, I i feel like that's a good I, I, a band that I it's like that's a good place to stop. <laughs> that, that's a, yeah, we're, we're fucking done. No, I like I, I see that a band that springs to mind there, band quote unquote, is like Alex G. Like I see that all the time. Like he, yeah, is like he's the the main guy yeah. of his projects. But like the first couple times I saw him, I was like, these songs sound so different from the album, yet are still just as good, if not better, because of mm-hmm. the the little flares that his uh his bandmates are adding, yeah. which was like. And then he let a the special band surprise. record then, yeah. on. And eventually, the band. the band recorded on Rocket was I uh, recall was the first record he let the band play on. Yeah. Mm. Uh, speaking of records and whatnot, I forgot I brought you a gift. Wow! Wow! <sighs> Out of the camel car heart. Pack. Out of the camel camo camel uh, camo car heart. And yeah. it's a pack of Camel Crush. Out of the Camel Carhartt. Oh, pack of Joe Camels. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, dude. Wow. Where am I going to put it? Garbage disposal. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah, you got a fire pit out back, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, this fireplace. You know that. <laughs> this fireplace has been going you know all. Uh, yeah, this it's pretty hot in there. I'm all out of drinks. More bars and more places. I'm not in Shirley Temples. Yeah. Hurricane Rana. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good way to say it. Hurricane yeah, Rana. Close. I feel like there's a couple. Hurricane Rana? Gotta, there's a couple ways you can yeah. say yeah, it. Yeah, bathroom Rana. Hurricane Rana. What? You got a bathroom Rana here? Yeah. All right, I'll uh, be Bobby. You guys continue. To you want to go to my favorite time, questions I, I anyone ever asks? Too, yeah. You got a restroom? <laughs> like, no, it's a, you got to grab the rope and go outside yeah, and pull yourself to it. You just got to bring the microphone with you. You got an outhouse out back. I was going to have a question for Pat Austin. You can leave the room too, if you like, but you can oh, say, you can also yeah. stay. I oh, mean, yeah. it's fine. No, no. <laughs> I want nothing more to do with this. I'm yeah. No, I just like, I'm going back to my room. <laughs> I don't know whose room this is. It's David's. <laughs> no, <I'm... laughs> I was going to say, wow, that's got way more intimate. I don't even like it. There's toothpaste on a desk. <laughs> what is going on? Like the tube or I the hope David. Paper. I hope this David listens. It's the world's to smallest thing of chapstick. It's just the world's everything in that room is tiny because <laughs> it has to be. No, okay. So like, okay. okay. Well, all right. Well, we're done with that. Relating as a person who is like the 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 constant of the the constant like face of what in a daydream is. Like when I think of Sea Home, you know, like. I've known you know you for a while, strangely. Too then, long. Yeah, yeah, too long. Some would say, yeah. Um, but you know, I would think of Sea Home as like, oh, that's Pat Ray's band. 
You know what I mean? And how has it been for you? Like, because it seems like you're pretty open to like, you know, sharing the creative. Like, you guys strike me as like you guys are just all in it. You know what I mean? You guys have all kind of writing together, and that's awesome. Like, how how is that like process? Has it always been like that with like all of your iterations of Sea Home, or is it's, this like kind of a new thing where with these guys it's like different? It's. I feel like my perspective has kind of changed based on like as I've gotten older and just like you know different lineups and things like that. There's like some lineups even in some other bands like where I've you know maybe would have not felt as comfortable with like the creativity like how do I say this kind of like I I don't know I I like the I feel like it's kind of like a you reach that point of trust where it's like kind of what we were talking about where it's like that like how you, you mentioned with Jake, where it's like being able to like, they know the part that's expected, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. If they're gonna fuck around, you trust them to fuck around in a cool way. You know, you're, you're letting yeah. it go. It's a sense of, I feel like it's 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 a very humble and to have a group like Sea Home. I don't think I've ever been in a band where I completely trust all of us to tastefully serve the song yeah and i think we all understand the objective with this band and uh what we're aiming for stylistically mm-hmm. and musically mm-hmm. that there's no worry in the back of your mind so we can completely let go and just like it all just comes together perfectly i don't know it's the first time ever where it's like the glue is like we're yeah we're we're all on the same page here and yeah. it's great to see because you know sometimes you get that one outlier everybody's an outlier where it's like so-and-so doesn't know the vibe they definitely don't know the vibe yeah this guy you know struggling to get people to know the vibe you know right but this is and i've it's yeah like i said i've i've kind of had different perspectives depending on kind of where i'm at in life and like i've kind of liked the um I mean, it's it's no secret. Like I've said before, like I've played with a lot of different talented lineups and different musicians, and it's. I feel like where I'm at now, at least, like I've, I've reached this level of comfort with these guys, where I'm like I'm comfortable letting them, fuck around. Like, yeah. But in that yeah. way of like they can they can fuck around and they can either find out or be great. Ninety nine ninety nine percent of the time, they're not fucking around to I find out. They're fucking around. To I definitely have. From both of y'all, I think I, out of everybody, I've been on the chopping block on, all right, you got to chill out. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, the, the, the noise pad. The sample yeah, pad. yeah. I know Here, how, let, let's pivot to that while well, I it's pee. Better, so it's, I, better, <laughs> it's better to, to have a comment about that than about your actual that's, drumming, you know what I'm saying? That is like, that's I would rather like, someone be like, oh, your your memes were a bit interesting versus like oh yeah you guys like could have played that part better it's like there's never been yeah. a, a doubt in my mind that we can be tight and that we know what we're doing and you know that we're on the same page as chris said about like all of the yeah. musical beats we're trying to hit you know it's yeah um and, think, and that's i i think this is again this is unique for me because it's very rare that you find a group of people who can all just we know what we have to do and we're yeah. just going to do yeah. it. Yeah. I I even feel like I'm I'm in a weird position of where like I feel like the music I'm making and playing is is the best shit I've done in like 
Or at least it's my some of it's my favorite shit. It's always good to shit. feel that way. I think that should be the goal to always. Yeah, but then like, at the this same time, this is the best time, music I'm ever making. Yeah, yeah but then, then, then at the same time, though, I don't feel like I love the guys in my band, but I also, if I'm being very honest, I don't feel like we're at the point yet where we are fully all on the same page. And I think that's because well, I think you said it yourself. I mean, if you were all on the same page, you would be letting them be more inclusive on writing. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. partially because I'm so, like, when I think of a song, it's like I'm already thinking of so much of it. Mm-hmm. Like, when I write a song, I don't just write my part. I'm already writing, like, in my head. Everything I'm writing else. the drums. I'm writing all the right. bass. And, I, like, it just comes, you know? Yeah, like, really, that's how really, I think of the songs. Everybody's process with that is, yeah. is different. It's different. And, it's completely and I different. And I think it takes maturity to know what your process is and just be understanding that that's yeah. how it is. That's the Brian Porter <laughs> way of doing it, you know? Yeah. Like, it TM. would be it, there's there's different <laughs> i've been in certain scenarios with with bands where like there's there's a central creative figure that really wants to do what they want to do and there's no shame in that at all yeah but then they invite the process of other people to come in and create with them which is very generous and i always appreciate it when you're being given that that uh opportunity but Again, there's no shame at all in just wanting what you want. Yeah. And being like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do what yeah, I want. Because do. I would be not having as much fun. Like, if I have if I have a really good idea, or to me, relatively, to, relative to, like, my understanding of, like, what a song wants to be when it comes to me, like, I think about music that way, too. I feel like songs, like, The Risk of Sonic Pretentious, like, I feel like shit comes to me. Like, I don't feel fully responsible all the time for, like, what a song is when i'm done with it because i feel like it it an idea comes to me and it feels so full it feels so done like when it hits me in my head i'm like it has to be this otherwise i'm not going to enjoy it because i know what it wants to be that's exactly yeah. how i feel when i you know what when, i mean when the few times that i make songs you know that it comes to me fully formed yeah but then there's this other side of it too where like i apply another side of my brain in this band where you know, and, and other bands that I play in too. Almost every other band that I will play in, there's there's one person who's the brains of the operation. They have the song. You know, like I'm yeah. not I'm not going to kid myself and say I'm writing the song. They have the song. Right. But I'm there are blank areas that it could be A or B or C or yep. D, and then through a process of elimination, we decide oh, it's going to be yeah D, and then Chris will do B, and then we combine yeah. that together and that's what yeah, yeah that's what the mood of this song yeah. is gonna be letting go yeah you know so yeah giving, and, and and don't worry yeah. you you sound a pretentious song ago Brian. <laughs> yeah yeah but um <laughs> i mean i'm I like the same way like when i get an idea it's usually like it's not just like a riff or something like right. sometimes it is but usually it's like i can kind of hear like the full song like yeah. maybe i don't hear the lyrics that no that's stuff, usually the I hear one like thing i hear like the there. I hear like it's kind of like hearing it from another room like, the oh, inflection the melody. of it like, yeah, yeah yeah um so i i I, go, I get what you mean there where it's like you kind of get like that idea to start with but I, f- I feel like it's the challenge of like you know you get the idea but then i at least kind of how i've pro- approached it i've always found it useful to like map things out like get it written out in garage band so we can all at least yeah i'm always like okay this is on the chopping block but when it gets to the chopping block Let's all be on the same page about what we're going to chop up. Let's all know here's the intended as of right now verse, yeah. chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus structure, which yes. I say, but 
I try not to follow, cause, yeah. which is to a fault. I, yeah, like, I, I, I wouldn't even know. Like, I'll be in the studio with Tyler, and I'll be like, well, like, all right, let's record the vocal. I want to put a harmony at this part. I don't think it's like, you kinda, I don't know what to call the verse. And it also kind of makes anything. you, it kind of, that's it's subjective. That's kind of become is. part of the process. What you call me. a verse, what you call a pre. I've been in so many bands where a uh, guitar player is like, yeah, when the bridge comes, we do this. And the bridge to the guitar player may be the pre chorus <laughs> yeah, to the bass yeah. player. And it's always an argument of like, no, this is a verse. No. Oh, yeah. We, we do that all the time. So, more than that. That's so stupid. It's so useful. That's such a semantic pointless yeah. argument. Yeah. We, we do that all the time where we, we try not to get too caught up on it. But yeah. it's more of like in the moment, we're like, oh, yeah, the, the chorus. And it's like, well, why is that the yeah. chorus? Because this is the part that's repeated. I, yeah. <laughs> we had a weatherman, I think. I'm yeah. really grateful that I don't think about any of that stuff at no. all with this music. So it's, useless. And we chopped up that song, Weatherman, quite a bit. It had a lot of different forms before. The structure was very, on, yeah, that was like on. two songs that were brought into one. I like it I'm more so when glad. music, like, it follows a, you know, like an emotional progression rather than this part then this part it like more of like a, a traditional verse chorus verse chorus type of thing i don't like that it gets boring to me and i think like Get if, weird. If, I mean, if the I, song like calls for that emotionally and it moves in that way mm-hmm. then sure but like i like when it starts somewhere <laughs> and it ends somewhere completely different but you never feel lost at, at the risk of sounding as pretentious as you <laughs> i'm i i'm kind of somewhere where it's like it's as the like songwriter, I fucking hate you, dude. It's like uh, <laughs> you reach that point. You reach that point where you're like, "Is there more story to be told?" Kind of. Oh wow. Well, Jesus. And Christ, it's all about dude. story. It's all yeah. about the story. Well, I mean, that's kind of no. I know what you mean. Sometimes. I know. What you mean. It's like because I mean, true. I'm someone who's like written. <laughs> I write on the shorter side of things, and so I, I myself, I'm like, I'm always I think like, you serve more in the uh, music sense because like you could always add more verses but who the yeah. hell wants to listen to a five minute song that that's should a, be a three exactly. minute dude that's like metallica that's frantic <laughs> like oh we were listening God. to that song the other day and i'm like dude they're doing this part again that's the that's the thing about saint <laughs> anger no one tells you this it's long it, it's yeah. so long i, I think i, I talked to on, you about some yeah. kind of monster it's DIY so needlessly band. long every time it i put is, on yeah. inner sandman i'm like all right just get to it dude like, keep who, searching who did that, I mean, how many people did that have to go through before it got released and, and all of them were like yeah you know i think it's very it's, it's very nice that, that lars is chasing days. his bliss with the snare drum i think that's yeah. you know they didn't talk about the snare drum at all no in the documentary it. i know no one dude. talk about the snare in the document they did not bring up the snare in the documentary and i think that's a big it's one of the best yeah. reggae snares why did they have heard <laughs> but like it was amazing that like it, oh he just wanted God. to use it for this metal album I because know. he didn't want it to be stock you Dude, know, it, was, it was just kind of stuck. Honestly, I <laughs> the album's of, like I, I over hope... an hour long. We listened to it in. F- but the thing is, yeah, you could cut it in half, and it would it. be the same album. Dude, like you could cut each song probably like in half, and they would still be full songs. Dude, you have a let, full. Let record. me ask you this, Brian: Have yeah. you ever listened to Metallica's uh, collaborative album with Lou Reed? Oh my no. God. Have oh you? Ever, God, it's oh it's God, called God, Lulu, God, and I. Oh, okay. I feel like I've been able to make you Dude. like cry laughing at yes, some music before. Yeah, it is. I need to show you some stuff off of Lulu because it's ridiculous. Like, it is without a doubt one of the worst things I've ever heard. And it's Austin, also one of the Austin best has the cheat code to like get me to start just 
sobbing from laughter. <laughs> like, like, you have to play the, the blood. Blood. Pumping blood, pumping blood. It's like it's amazing. It's, it's, it's like it's like if the mix... like a common state worker. <laughs> if I'm pumping out blood in the sunshine, <laughs> take it away, James. Oh my god! Take it away, James. It's like imagine if if it was like the hyper compressed like death magnetic mix. Where it's like obnoxiously loud, but quiet too. You know, it's 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 so loud that it's like just like sixteen dB lower than like the loudest thing Spotify will allow you to play. Yeah. And then every time that Lou Reed sings, it just ducks the mix behind it. Oh, so it's yeah, like, yeah. And so they're like they're like dun, 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 he needs to be If I'm pumping up, you don't hear any of the band behind him. It's and then like, James is sort of in the background. He's like, small town girl. He's like, why do I cheat on me? Why do I cheat on myself? Why do I cheat on not my wife but me? He's just, oh my God. it's like the worst music you've ever heard in your life. And you're just like... They had to have known this was... Hey, hilarious. Metallica, too big to fail. <laughs> they literally I mean, are like... Uh, wow. It's I gotta amazing. hear I'm that, dude. To this, I'm gonna have to check this band out. What was it? Metal, Lulu. Metallica. Metallic. Metallic. I feel I feel really bad for Lou Reed because I think that might have been the last thing he did before he died. <laughs> oh, <And> man. <laughs> It's just uh, the last thing he wanted to do. Can't believe this is the last invite the neighbors podcast too. I know, dude. Holy shit! (laughs) That song is just the ring. Oh man. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I have a question. Yeah. Can I? Can I have a question for you now? Yeah. Sweet. Flip it. Flip the flop. The flip. 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 The Brian, Brian Porter uh, of Invite the Neighbors and in a Daydream. That's the name of the podcast. I've been trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> That's, okay. And and I always hate this term. I just mm-hmm. want to reiterate, but but for the sake of the question, uh, what musical artist or band is, would you say is your guilty pleasure? And Ooh. I don't like the term because it's like music is subjective. I have I will say I will have quote unquote guilty pleasure bands, but like I will straight up say I like that band. I know, I know, but like I don't it hide be guilty. It. But if you hide one, yeah, that's cool for you. But question: guilty pleasure band who? Um, I think like. When I'm, it depends on who I'm talking to. Like when I'm talking to people, well, it's yeah, like, I mean, it, let's be oh, honest, it's how it's vulnerable like you just, you just be around somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like no, like if I'm talking to like normies, I don't feel weird about being like, yeah, I have a John Mayer tattoo. But like when I'm talking to like punk people, yeah, respect, respect. But like, but you know what I'm saying? Like if I'm talking to like punk friends and stuff, you have a John Mayer tattoo? I straight up do. Says just keep me where the light is. <laughs> that is dope. That's dope. <laughs> My, mine says your body is a wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which has caused a lot of confusion over um, who I'm talking about. And then, like, you know, in a different sense, like, before, you know, like, Brand New was my favorite band. Like, I was, I was obsessed with Brand New. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, that, and then, um, uh, you know, I really, I really 
love Charlie Bliss. Like that's not Charlie guilty. Really? I love that shouldn't be guilty at all. It's not. It's not. But like I, I show it to some friends and they're like, "Girl singer," you know what I mean? Like, they're like dumb. What? Like if I show it to like my old, not like you know, music Brian, friends, you know, but Brian, like he's got. I have got like some boomer friends. I got some like fratty friends and like old like like jock friends and stuff too. So if I were to be like, I, I'm I'm shameless about all of this, by the way. Like I don't That's feel guilty at all. That's like I love about. that shit. I love all of it. Charlie Bliss is like her. And John Mayer were my not. I should say her, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like Charlie Bliss Man. and John Mayer were like my one and two on Spotify. Like the last like two years in a row. <laughs> like nice. Um, but John other Mayer than that, great. hits. Hits. Yeah, every album, no dud. No, he's got no duds. None, not at all. <laughs> None not at, at all. all. Um, I'm, I'm more caught up on Charlie Bliss being the killer. That's so yeah, funny. yeah. No, that it's not that Which I feel. Like, no, no, it, it was more for, like, like I know what your you buddies. Mean. People will make fun of me exactly, for it, but yeah, I don't give yeah. a shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because it's not right. They're they'll, fucking they'll great. Put you in the, they'll lock <laughs> you in the stocks in the town square and throw the rotten vegetables at you. Oh, girls. Yeah, you know what I think? Oh, uh, we got a guy who likes girl singers. <laughs> I know. Girl singers. You know, it's 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 funny because like I I'm not saying like it was recent, but there was a time in my life where I was like hesitant to like Paramore when I was like in high school or something and like all, all my like, friend group was in your like boy feelings and you're like <laughs> yeah. I'm so tough. Yeah. Look at yeah. me, I'm Listen, I'm looking for songs that talk shit about women. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Haley does in uh, like, fucking in misery uh, business. In misery business, yeah. she 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 talks shit about. I mean, yeah, there's dude. Plenty of, there's plenty of bad behavior. <laughs> I'm learn. I mean, yeah. Keep her. Yeah. Keep, tell talk about your guys's. Because I'm gonna use the bathroom, um, but I'll listen. Yeah, I, I think I was probably more pretentious than everybody here in this room combined. Yeah, you know? I've always like, been curious about yours, Austin. I, I I had very 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 firm beliefs about music, and it, maybe it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I'm prejudiced against this thing or that thing. It was more just like, well, I want to know what the wildest shit out there is, so that maybe later in life I can even out and like the normal stuff. But, but you liked. Uh, I liked avant-garde like noise music. I listened to fucking Captain Beefheart, Trout Mask, Replica, like the, oh, the kind of music where it's like not I even. I finally music. listened to that recently. It is it is absolutely incomprehensible noise. But Just part of me was like trying to. It. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things you can trick yourself into thinking that there's a pattern there when there's nothing. When there's there. not. And and maybe there is some genius about that, like a Jackson Pollock painting, you know, where it's like the guy kind of spatters paint everywhere. I'd say slightly. I'd say slightly. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know, every, you know everything Beefheart? can be fun. Captain Beefheart. Oh yeah. Do you know, I no. was just subjected to it earlier this year this when uh, the drummer Ben <laughs> from Just Friends. You are subjected to it though. It's I don't think anybody actually listens to it for enjoyment. It's it's every noise set I've seen live has legit weird, given me dude. a panic attack. It's this weird. guy. And he used to hang out with Zappa. Like, yeah, he's this, he's this guy oh, wow. who was high yeah. school friends with Frank Zappa and he basically would do this thing where he'd get a band together and they would like basically become a cult and they would live in like a commune together. Sick. He would force them to learn all of his incomprehensible like schizoid blues songs that have no rhythm or no key <laughs> and no also give him the worst directions re-lyrics. he wouldn't even tell him like real she's like make this sound more like pork or <laughs> hey some bullshit. make it sound like the moon yeah like what do you mean and he give them all weird nicknames like this guy this fucking poor guy who's like probably 60 or 70 years old he's got to be known as fucking zoot horn rollo for the rest of his life because <laughs> this, this asshole called him that when they were making 
Trout Mascarado Club. Zoot Horn Rolo. Which is, I'm not even joking, that is, his, that is the dude's nickname. That is how he is known. He's, I, think it's, nickname, I think he was the dude. drummer or something. Or, uh, Imagine no, being the drummer, your name's Zoot Horn like, He would I don't throw shit at them too. He would like yeah, beat he the was fuck this, out of he them. He was this like legitimately really he was abusive, really bad awful guy. guy. Jesus. Dude. But that's but the for thing. the art, man. What was his uh, name? Beefheart. Uh, Captain Beefheart. Captain Beefheart. Captain Beefheart. And, and some of his music is <laughs> like period. I'll say it's it's got this kind of vibe to it where you're you're it's like you're on the outside looking in on this person having a total psychotic yeah. break with reality. And it's fascinating in that way because he recruited these you assume sane people to play this music also with him. That. Yeah. But and they're just doing the best they can. And it sa- it just sounds like noise. <laughs> yeah. And but to a, is that I guess on like to someone who is oh, yeah. it is yeah oh, to someone who is like, like for the red album with him with the, the trout mask yeah, and he he's like this. oh dude I got some homework that is great. that and Lou Reed Metallica yeah you got to listen to the song Dachau Blues oh my god album. dude it's insane just the just the the gall to name it, a and song it is. and it's one of those things where you're just like man this is that disgusting era of like the late 60s early 70s where like the hippies were starting to become like brainwormed by all of their drug use or whatever and it's oh, become yeah. this toxic horrible nightmare thing yeah <laughs> like that i think that's what it encapsulates the best is like this feeling of like oh my god this was a horrible time to be alive yeah. <laughs> you ever look at our parents generation and we're like why are they so fucked up and you're like oh yeah yeah. Captain Beefheart is oh, the reason. Captain Beefheart. Please, Captain the Beefheart. The satanic panic was correct. Captain Beefheart was my father's name. Call me Joel Beefheart. Joel Beefheart. Maybe he's Joel. got a kid somewhere named Joel Beefheart. He's just oh, like, yeah, dude. you know, I work in uh, Hey, there, we're the Beefheart. I'm Joel Beefheart. I work in uh, supply chain acquisitions and purchasing. We don't talk about Costco. <laughs> oh, my but God, yeah, dude. Uh, I liked a lot of that stuff, and I listened to a lot of that stuff a lot. But I'd say, like, you know, I had guilty pleasures, like, like anybody else i think you too would be the thing people would give me the most shit for oh you, in in uh, music you, circles you too you yeah like you too i do like you too I think, I we're think gonna that, give you shit for i think that there's like a period of time from their yeah. formation to like the mid 80s where they were fine and then yeah. everything else you can just forget and then so the, the album that was on our iphone legally it had to be fine I would give them one bow, album. Bow, bow. Uh, that was so annoying. The one with Sunday Bloody Sunday. On yeah, it. Joshua that one's Tree. Like boy or war? I can't remember I which one. Yeah, they all have names like, like that. Boy. I guess, I guess boy, I would boy, give them war. That, like I just, sun. Uh, <laughs> I think there was a spark of, of some originality to <laughs> them. Yeah. They, you know, it's. I, don't know. I still need to do. That's one band I need to do deep it's dive on. I've been doing deep dives on bands it, like. Uh, it's, it might be a painful deep dive. I, I mean, they've, they've at this point we, they've done deep dives together. Cool that Edge went on to become a, a wrestler. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just added that that the to it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> just Austin and I have been doing edge. the dives. For sure. Oh no. Yeah. The- the yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. We did one, a Red Hot Chili Peppers brain. dive together. <laughs> oh yeah. With, uh, Parker, um, when we were driving back from Chicago. Wow, it mm. was it was the early rough. Red Hot Chili Peppers albums, rough, dude. Are they also, really? I knew they were gonna be the ones where Austin was like, you know what, I kind of fuck with them <laughs> because they're weird as fuck. They're just weird, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. Austin's the Austin's least favorite was the one that had the most commercial success. Oh, um, which was that's how which, we all feel. That's how the well, true by fans the way, always. By the way, yeah, by yeah. the way, you know, like yeah, where it's just like it's very accessible. Yeah, and Austin's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Eat World's World style. Yeah, I'll have bleed to. Bleed American. That's not their word. That's not their word. I think uh, Futures might be my favorite. Futures, Futures is great. I yeah. I love 
Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're such a good live show. I love dude. a band so much. I rip off song names and lyrics. And <laughs> they switched to, uh, to Axe yeah. Effects. Did you know that? So what, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to see them live uh, at the Fillmore one time. And uh, see them live. The band. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I also got to play with them. That was exactly. <laughs> That's pretty. So great. I got to see. Yeah, I was watching them side stage, and I was like, I can hear the guitar player's pick hit his strings because. The only thing that's coming out is their in-ear monitors and everything's coming out front of house. No amps. So I'm literally hearing this guy hit his pick. I can hear the fucking strings from his electric guitar. Wow. Just, yeah, because Axe Effects. But also like... Is, that, is Tom his name? Um, I, th- I f- think they all use them now, yeah. James? Um, I got one. If Tom, they're all, they're actually okay. all named James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they were... Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy. James, have you finished Show World? Incredible, mature... Like the most mature emo band you could ever see. Dress shoes, um, dude. J- J- Dress shoes. Wow. James himself is a class act. Oh, I bet. So classy, very nice gentleman. I had the guy who like was like one of the EPs on uh, Bleed American on the podcast one time, and he was like this. Uh, can't even remember his name. He's like one of the episodes though, but he was like a producer from Hollywood, and he like uh, discovered them when they were still in Phoenix. And, oh, and like was like spearheaded them to uh, whatever. What I don't know if it was Capital or whoever, that whoever did Bleed America, yeah. but they like were they it was like an offshoot of Capital or something. Did they um, do Geffen? I, I can't remember because they their pre Bleed American albums, which were Clarity. fantastic. They yes. they didn't Clarity get is so yeah Clarity oh, Clarity is so good. Clarity's Clarity my favorite. Amazing. Clarity did not get oh the commercial success. God, Clarity is though. such a to be underrated. Fair, maybe not album. end it with the seventeen minute. I fuck with it. I mean, I, it. I think that. Oh it's, no, it's uh, it's, it's, a it's great, but like you, that, you know, that listen. There's the, the bonus. Tracks. You know, major labels would be like, nah. But, but there's the like, bonus yeah. tracks of Christmas car, and then we got the sweetness demo. And hearing the old version of sweetness. Lauren Israel I do like was the that. guy. Oh, yeah. He was an A and R exec at Capitol Records, and then mm. he was like an executive producer for Jimmy World, Plain White Tees, Sugar Cult, and Less Than Jake. <laughs> Yo, Sugar Cult. He was, dude. He was a really interesting episode, though. Like, as as much as like I had no business even. I don't know if I'm ready to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was fun talking to someone like from like in the middle of like the L.A. world and has been there since. Hell yeah, dude. You fuck with ten milligrams? What is it? Oh, oh, it's the marijuanas. No, <laughs> Brian, you almost, you almost got. We almost, almost, you almost got. Uh, we, almost, dude, we almost got. You almost got. Him. Him. I, I, got him. I smoke, but we the, got, we the got edibles. This, they got me with that, and that's how we came up with the bass solo in, in Hurricane Rana. Unintentionally, <laughs> it, it was not intentional. It was yeah. unintentional. I think I had just eaten like Taco Bell or something. I saw the to- the chocolate being offered, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's great!" Thank thank you cool. for the thank offer, god. but I will lose my mind. Yeah, no, I I lost my mind. I uh, we yeah, were that's... rehearsing that song, and I it was like you fucking... opened up the floor for like a, a solo thing to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had a great idea. You, put, you played the riff, and then you're like, guys, I think I'm having a panic. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> the room was spinning because at that point the edible hit, and I, and I remember hearing offhand it was 47 milligrams, and I, I'm walking upstairs, I'm like. <laughs> 
I'm, doing, I'm, I'm like the meme of like the woman with the math equations. In the front chocolate of her. Yeah. bar was a lot, and we chopped it up into four pieces. That was well, good. Also, like we're in a huddle, and we're all talking about all right. So how can we cut it to make it uh, like? Even for everyone, I was just not. Aware. Yeah, and Austin we, just really who, who thought, eats chocolate. Austin just knows our friends like that. We are about chocolate. We chocolate. I thought yeah. it was just, <laughs> and we all kind of cheered. That's what I thought too. We all grabbed one. I think I da- just Danny chocolate. was there, so Danny got one. We all four, and we all cheers, and then we yeah. ate it, and then we practiced. And Austin's like, "Oh yeah, chocolate." <laughs> but we were like, "Yeah, Austin knows." And like, I remember I was Hour like, later. Oh, "We can end the song with that riff," and Austin was like. Whoa, yeah, and we were like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's just end the song with that cool ass riff, and we ran through it, and also hit the. And we did it, and it was so fucking sick. And I remember being like, whoa, yeah. And Austin was like, slow, took off the bass, and goes, guys, I think I'm having a panic attack. And I go, oh well, that edible probably didn't help. And Austin goes. Edible, <laughs> and right there, and then and then the laugh track. Uh-huh. And I got Austin some like pizza. Like a sitcom. Twelve hours, I want to say. I was just like Austin sleep in my bed. Yeah, I slept on the carpet and woke yeah. up. It was like 12, 14 You guys were hours. all like hanging out. You guys were having a great time. I was, I was on the moon. I was like, ah. <laughs> Because I, I think I, you have to kind of let go I was like when that shit's happening. fingering my phone, being like, 50 milligrams THC, what do? <laughs> what? And, and the page, the pages that would come up would be like, if you've never had uh, a lot of concentrated THC, 50 milligrams might be a lot. <gasps> yeah. In fact, probably too much. And there was like, there was like this friendly graphic where it was like, it, here, like here was like five milligrams. Yeah. Like, this is probably the most comfortable high. Yeah. And then, and then like ten times that was like, you might experience some discomfort. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself like, yeah, no shit, I'm feeling very discomforted right you now. Might experience some discomfort. But I, th- I think that's like, you know, may- maybe I just have a hard time letting go, and that's why the high is not. <laughs> when you're not, when you're not prepared for it, and also when you when you don't consume it every day, like me and Pat. Um, Even then, fifty is quite. That's that's a lot unless you build up a good tolerance for it. Oh, for sure. Oh, I accidentally ate a uh, coworker of mine. I work at a dispensary. So oh, okay. that's just, you get free shit all the time. But I remember I was a fresh hiree. One of the guys that worked there bakes goods. And he gave me like a wel- welcome to the team cookie. Yeah. And uh, like I knew it was an edible, but I didn't know how strong he made these. And I uh. ate one during work in the middle of the day. <laughs> and I was zonked, man. I was. Yeah. And I remember also trying to. I was at that time I was just working the inventory like stickering shit and weighing shit out. Yeah. And I remember at the end of the day my buddy comes up and goes, "Hey man, how was your day?" And I go, <laughs> "Difficult." And he goes, "Yeah, I could tell." And he's like, "What'd you do, man?" And I was like, "I ate one of Glenn's cookies." And he goes, "Bro, how'd you survive?" <laughs> so apparently people get zonked out on the and I ate the whole thing and he was like, "I'm so surprised you are like even so imagine if Austin ate one of those cookies. Yeah, sleep. But like, since I ate it, I still could have. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can prove the existence of life in the universe. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll, I'm prone to the occasional just 
raw dog panic attack, dude. Just going through the world. That was the first time I had one in like like five or six, maybe seven years. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, let me let me tell you, I did not miss it. <laughs> yeah, dude. It you know, it's not often, but like when it does, you know, I I can smoke weed too. Like I can smoke it. Like I got weed sitting up there. Like I. There's weed in that fucking oh, bro. coffee no, table. Oh, we so, know you smoke. Yeah. We live in yeah. a society. <laughs> we know like, you smoke bro. weed. Yeah, Brian, Brian, you don't Brian have to... Smokes, man. We know you're cool, man. We I'm going to cool, cut all man. this out. Listen, I'm here you to do talk whatever about, you want with the audio, by the way. I'm here to talk yeah. about being in a society. You can, like, pitch it up, I think. You can pitch yeah. up audio. Or, like, yeah, or you can make it so much. And then I can make all of our body silhouettes so it's like... Oh, yes. No one knows who we are. It's me. Oh, it's me. Oh, shit. Yeah. Pat, Chris, and uh, Austin, uh, yeah, they do do drugs. <laughs> I remember I was backstage at the Pyramids game at Grand Rapids, and they offered me this coarse boar's hair and horse hair. Had to get one And photo. I was like, why do you have coarse boar's hair and horse hair? <laughs> and I was just like, why the fuck do you have... <laughs> Oh yeah, can we swear on this? Yeah. Now that um, we're about to get started. Yeah. I was actually <laughs> yeah, gonna say like the interview is probably starting now, right? I think yeah. we're gonna go ahead and uh You got a segment here? We're gonna wind it down. Oh, okay. We're yeah. gonna wind her on down. I'm gonna have you guys uh cut the intro for me, I think. Oh, oh. Okay. After this, but I, I still have to practice Danny's songs tonight. <laughs> hey, we got rehearsal tomorrow. Yeah, I know. And I like I wanna Yeah, uh, did you know Brian's filling in? I, I just talked to yeah. him about that. Yeah, I'm excited. Because I suggested you, obviously, always, and then you were like, I'm busy. And I yeah. Was, and I, uh, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Yeah. You get to, we get to I'm have excited, a moment. dude. I'm cool. excited, man. Like, yeah. we were playing last Single night, moment. and I was. You and Danny do a little yeah, duo. Yeah, you're going to hear the parts that you've not heard before, and I think that'll be fun for everybody. You that'll know? be cool. But yeah, is there anything coming up? Anything you guys want to plug? I mean, if anyone's actually even listening still, oh, I like you know what I mean, like this deep into it. Um, <laughs> it's raining outside. Album yeah. by Seaholm out now everywhere. Um, Depending on when this would come out, um, within the next like week or so, probably. Dikembe. Oh yeah, the Dikembe show August fifth. August fifth at Sanctuary Hamtramck. Very excited for that. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. And then another big show is September 2nd with Looming. Uh, really excited that Looming's playing on September 2nd at the Underground. Yes. Oh, that place is fun, dude. Yeah. It's cool. That's a good spot. Cool. I wish it was like easier to get to. For I people. wish that the parking was more accessible, but yeah. you know, it's That's fine. Make yeah. and do for house venues. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Ogbert the Nerd, right? Oh, Ogbert the Nerd. Pat and I are doing a special duo set. So it's going to be very punk. Yeah. It's going to be August 24th um, at the Pleasant Underground. Over in Pleasant uh, Ridge. Or, uh, well, the Pleasant Underground is putting it on, I think it's at Armageddon Beach Party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just saw yeah. that flyer today. Uh, but yeah, Ogbert, Easy Beach. Ogbert. Kiss Your Friends. And we're opening, since we're doing the duo thing. Oh, okay. Um, it's going to be very different. We're going to get pretty raw, loud, punk. Austin's going to be out with Jack Seneff. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't do an audio tree live. Well, so, I, I, oh. asked, I asked the guys, "What's what's your offer?" When they asked me about the show, <laughs> you know, just couldn't meet the offer. Actually, which I said, Gary and I are skating um, on September 9th. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is TMI, but we're. Oh, a I don't like it. I just got that. 
We're apparently <laughs> not doing. Uh, we're apparently not doing the audio tree thing anymore. Um, oh, for that. Uh, cut that out. Sorry. We're, yeah. we're could you, you, should, you could insert. Yeah, yeah. We're doing. Uh, are doing Lollapalooza. Yeah, we're actually we're actually doing Bonnaroo. No, also, um, they're actually doing, doing Coachella. Like a, we're doing a live recording. I Coachella. Guess, it's it's no longer a tour. It's like we're gonna be up in Traverse City just playing one big show, and people are gonna be filming it. One show to end every night. No, no, just we're rehearsing for it, and then we're going to do it. Oh, uh, cool. Like on the weekend. I guess the schedule is about the same, but yeah, there was an audio tree, and now, yeah. now there's not, because... And now uh, there's not. Reasons. Because of reasons. Oh. Technical difficulties. Cancellation. Yeah, you know, it's just... Uh, you know, people getting canceled. Yeah. Oh, that's what happens. Anyways, uh, you know what? Thanks for listening. See ya. Three home. <laughs>